Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day to you, wherever you are, whoever you are. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about wholesaling, and we're going to get you into it, and we're going to talk with a friend of mine. Let's make this happen. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the Oliver Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host. You know who it is, sis? Oliver Perry. Oliver Perry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let me have the pleasure of introducing you to my man, Joseph and his thing, boom, right there. Oh, talk about timing. Bro, I'm on it. Anyway, <laughs> Joseph Frangos. Love it. He is a friend of mine. Um, we've been boys for a little while now, and I wanted to bring him on today to talk to you guys about wholesaling. So, Joseph, if you could please, bro, give them a little background on you and what you do and how you go about doing it. Yeah. So, my name is Joseph Frangos, and I do wholesaling real estate here in the state of Arizona, specifically Tucson, uh, with my wife, who's my business partner. Um, she's not here right now, but I'm incredibly could not be here without her. I'm going to have to say that off the, off the cuff. A um, little bit about me started doing wholesaling real estate back in 2019. I uh, went to a real estate event, but prior to that, my wife, again, uh, showed me a video on YouTube and says, hey, we should we should learn more about this wholesaling thing. I think you'll be really good at it. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a scam, right? It seems kind of weird. And uh, and then sure enough, she goes to bed and kind of brush it off. And then I'm like staying up late. And I watched every, I think I almost watched every video possible about wholesaling real estate. Nice. Jump into a little more. And then I'm like, all right, I don't know. I still have a limiting belief. Could this happen? Is this something we can do? Go to this event. And she's like, hey, I'm going to go whether you're going or not. Mm. I'm like, okay. So sure <laughs> enough, I'm like, I'm going to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. So we like go and, and we have a great time. We learn a bunch of stuff. And I get to see all these guys I see on YouTube in person, um, share some conversations and kind of get to meet and introduce myself. And so um, immediately after, right, immediately after the first thing we did was take action. Literally, that event ended on Saturday. By Monday morning, we we're taking action. Right. Nice. And, and from there, the rest is uh, it's kind of been it's kind of been interesting, to say the least. So that's dope. So your wife put you pushed you into wholesaling without you even knowing you just kind of got into it. Absolutely. Bro. Yeah. And without her, uh-huh. I would have never jumped into real estate. Bro, get your good get yourself a good woman, ladies and gentlemen, whoever you are out there. Get yourself a good spouse who's going to push you to your limits. All right, man, let's. All right. Let me ask you this. You stayed up. You said that late night that day. What was the, mm-hmm. who were you watching when you were staying up and why'd you watch them and stay with them? Oh man, I was watching. So I was watching a lot of Quentin Flores, okay. um, who's now a, a great friend, um, soon to be, who knows, maybe a business partner on some stuff. And I also watched a lot of the all in guys. So Alex, Carlos and Sal, um, who were based out of Phoenix and they go by the all in entrepreneurs. Right. I watched a lot of their content and Alex had a lot of content, which was useful and super relevant back then. And so 
really just stayed up watching, taking bunches of notes um, and thinking, okay, if these guys did it mm-hmm. and these guys live only an hour and a half away, there's really no reason I can't do it. Right. I mean, what's different for me to them? Right. You know, so that uh, that happened. And then obviously YouTube algorithms pick up. They start to notice <laughs> what you're watching. Right. So then I'm getting Jerry Norton, Max Maxwell. And then I'm like, man, there's a lot of people who do this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so I just kind of did the did the uh, the thing where you start looking at the views and you see how many people subscribe and okay right. this person obviously vetted right so right and from that point bro is just the rest of, the rest just kind of fell into place with what was relevant to me and what I could take into play take into action um, based off of that information that's dope so now why why Quentin though what what was it about Quentin that made you say all right I'm gonna stay with hit this guy because Quentin is from what I see very influential in the wholesaling game in the wholesaling world not just wholesaling now real estate in general um, but he's up there my my view with the max maxwell's with the the nazir el arabis and stuff like that but for you what clicked you for you with quinta i think it was the biggest thing even my wife pointed it out was him and i have similar um not so much upbringings but backgrounds so right. i used to get in a lot of trouble when i was younger i used to do a lot of similar dumb stuff that we did when we were younger um and I resonated with him and I liked the way that he flowed. I liked the way that he talked. I liked that he wasn't really putting on a front of I'm somebody I'm not. And right. that's what I didn't want to be. I wanted to be original. I wanted to be different in my market. I wanted to be um, me. You know, I didn't want to have to be anybody else. And Q really sticks to being who he is. Right. right? He sticks to being who he is, taking care of his family, um, taking care of his business. And so I valued that and I saw that. And so when I met him in person, it was no different than watching a YouTube video. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's always easiest to relate to somebody who you either look like or have a different, uh, similar background and kind of make those connections. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, you've got a, a military background as well, right? Yes, sir. I've personally found as I was getting into wholesaling and real estate myself and just in a general sense as a tool that you still have some jitters with some things for you, even though you come from the military, you know, bullets flying, mortars falling. What was your apprehension as you started your wholesaling real estate journey and how did you get through it? Um, how did I get through? That's a really good question, bro. Um, I honestly could say, though, I didn't have really any issues. I took the training that was applied right. in the military and right. I applied it to what we do um, in real estate. How so? Um, that lack of fear, right? Okay. I'll run into the fire. I'll run into the battle. I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of my brothers, my sisters, my family. I like it. Um, the upfront approach of eye contact, right? That's really important in the military. You know that. And, and yep. the discipline, that discipline and the consistency of I have to do this. And if I do it repeatedly and I do it enough, right? Train as you fight, right? I'm going to execute. Let's and go. that played the biggest, like the biggest thing. And even now I still apply military habits and terminology in my business. So it's pretty, um, it's pretty, I would say lucrative to like our journey and our success. I don't know if I ever went through the army, I'd be mm-hmm. able to do perform the way I do now really okay so you credit yeah. that just to, to the training alone and just kind of uh going through the fire if you will yeah absolutely wow okay nice that's fantastic man so what part of that though did you add your spin to it because the, the military lord knows it's not a negative by any means 
but they will beat it out of you if you <laughs> if you let them yeah. right but yeah. the, the question for you is how'd you come out with that because you have a certain swagger about you you have a certain confidence and not it's not just a military thing in my opinion it's, it's got to be something more where do you have that where, where did you get that from I think it's just who I am. I think that even when I joined the military and I went through the, went through the army and applied a lot of it, it's, it was meeting. Um, I'll never forget it. And you can, I think you can understand this, this term, um, with anybody doesn't know what's in the military, you do this thing that's called staff duty and it's 24 hour duty. Well, (laughs) I was a brand new private, like first week in the army. Right. And they're like, Hey, new guy, you have 24 hour duty this Thursday. Go get after it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Right. Two in the morning, I'm sitting there, right? Nervous as a bug. Like, what do I do? Sergeant Major comes in. I, dude, flipped out. Uh, 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 Sergeant Major. Uh, how's, uh, you know, didn't know what I was doing. And right. he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, relax, private. And uh, he goes, let me tell you something. It's going to carry you out through your career. I said, okay, Roger. And he goes, I am no different than you. He goes, I put my pants on the same way you do every morning. The only difference between me and you is rank. And he goes, that's it. And he walks out just like that. He drops the mic, walks out. And at that point, I, I respected everybody's rank, right? Salutes, parade rest, all of the things that you're supposed to do. Right. But I remembered that conversation and I remembered I can always be me. I'm going to always be me no matter, no matter uniform or not. I'm going to always be who I am true to myself. And I've just maintained that. I maintained that in the army. I maintained it when I got out. And even now, still in the reserves, I still um, keep that level of respect to the uniform, respect to the rank, but also at the same time, um, we're all we're all humans. We all put our uniforms on the same way. That is an absolute fact. That is an absolute fact. And the fact that somebody pulled you to the side and said that to you, that's uh, actually pretty impressive because you don't see that too often. You don't see that all the time. No. That's that's interesting that somebody would do that. So you've done this all you've gone through all this stuff, gone through the military, done this piece. Uh with the military and your all the endeavors, because you're in quite a few of them. We'll get into that here shortly. But how are you how are you keeping yourself afloat? Because I know with the military you got training, you've got two weekends, one week in a month, two weeks a year, and God knows you got some kind of training in between there, I'm certain. You gotta go TDY. Uh for those of you who do not know, that's uh temporary duty yeah temporary duty so you go to one place or the other and the military pays you to go and do whatever work at that location and come back you got tdy or what have you how are you keeping that balance with yourself family and the other 15 nine adventures you're on at the same time how do you do that uh high level of communication okay is the first thing first thing is understand how to communicate um this is something that my wife really hounds me on because I'm really big about communicating to the team. Um, I sometimes really suck at communicating with her. And so working on that with her, but um, communication, um, obviously having an awesome team behind you that can, um, that can keep going even when you're not there. Um, They have the answers when you're not there, but it's also doing the things that I would say suck Sometimes in business, where mm. I mean by that, like SOPs and having processes in place, the things what's, that you build. What's an SOP? And- what's an SOP? Break that down. I'm glad you said that. So SOP is the standard operating procedure. And so what that is, is it's a detailed line by line as to what each flow looks like. So what is what is that standard? What is it? What is it? If, if somebody's making a phone call, 
how do how do they log in to the dialer mm -hmm. or whatever the phone call platform? Um, how do they start a campaign? How do they start marketing? How do they pause it if they need to take a ten minute break right. or go use the restroom? How do they log off? And then how do they um, how do they pull their um, analytics or what we call their KPIs, which right. are their key performance indicators? indicators right. right. How to put that into the spreadsheet? And then that way, and thank goodness to technology, I a lot of times will have access to Wi Fi. I'll have access to something that I can do a hotspot and can bust up my laptop, my iPad or my phone. And I can still maintain a level of involvement, even when I'm not sitting here or out and about running around. Um, I can still be doing what I need to do. But communication, a team and proper documentation of, of what everything needs to look like, really. Really. All right. So when you say tr proper documentation, this is this is where I feel like it gets really tricky in any business, to be honest. What are you looking at when you're going through those documents? Because for me, I know for me on my side with all the content stuff, I very quickly realize, man, I've got to get some organization to this thing. Otherwise, I've got a computer full of just random bloopers and videos and blog points or whatever else. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. How are you keeping yourself organized? How are you coming up with, hey, this is what the structure needs to be? How do you do that? So I do a few things. So what I'll do, for example, is... I'll put myself in that seat. So I'm, and, and I'm sure you're familiar with this term, left seat, right seat. Left seat, right seat. Talk to me. Right. So left seat, right seat is I'm going to do this job okay. and I'm going to document it and write it out as each step goes. Right. Okay. If, um, if it is logging onto the dialer, I'll use that example again. If it's logging onto the dialer, what does that look like? Okay. I have to use this link to this website. I'm looking at these login credentials. I'm going right. to apply those to that login, right? And you go through it little by little. So what I'll do is I'll document that process, like literally line by line, um, by in bullet points, step one, step two, step three. And then I'll even go as far as to record a video of me doing it and me Ooh. talking through it. Ooh, I feel like that's the key right, right there, though. That's the key right there. It you is. Because you, you putting that in some kind of video format, get somebody to be able to sit down and look at it. So basically, you're just duplicating yourself, right? Exactly. So then I can mitigate the, uh, well, one, I can mitigate the opportunity of, Hey, Joseph, how do I do this? Hey, Joseph, right. can you help me with this? Right. Um, my first question, anytime anybody, whether it's a virtual assistant or someone on the team says, where is this? I can now say to them, did you read the SOP? Did you watch the training video? Did you, did you do what you needed to do? Right. Oh, I missed, I, I missed step three. <laughs> Got it. I love it. I now, love it. That's smart, man. That's smart because it makes it easier for you and your team because what happens is you duplicate yourself. Then when the next person comes around, you need to update the SOP. You get that person who's been doing it to update it. Now they're duplicating yeah. yourself. So you're literally just made three Josephs at the same time. So that makes exactly. that makes real. That makes <laughs> that's clean sense right there. That's clean sense. So how many businesses are you running at, at the same time? How many are you involved in at the same time? I'm involved in three right now all right here we go so rank them easiest <laughs> to hardest i want to see what's what's the easiest and what's matter of fact before you do that let's talk about each one of them give me a breakdown of all three of those businesses and what they do okay so the first business is the wholesaling business or um, what i'm starting to just call is our real estate investing business because okay. now we're not just dabbling into wholesaling i'm getting more heavily involved in creative financing we're getting a little more involved in mentorship and coaching uh, we're getting involved in helping other people with their deals. Um, 
whether it's through another another community we're a part of or whatever right. we can do to give value back to the community itself. So it's now grown from wholesaling to investing, which is amazing. Um, that business, I would say to a degree is the mm. easiest because it's it's the one we've been working on. So I understand it at a higher level. Right. And I have I have people in my life. I have the right people. I'm gonna I'm gonna specify the word right. I have the <laughs> right people in my life right. and the right people in business um, to be by my side and and an awesome team of people who are next to me who who think and act and move like I and and, and all of us. It's a family, and so I love it. Um, so in relevance, it would be the investing business first. Uh, mm-hmm. The second business that is now is newer. It's about two months new is our dispositions company, Buyer Recon. Um, it's getting it's getting leads help. Basically, what we're doing is we're helping other investors find buyers for their deals. And it's fantastic and it's great. And we love helping other investors and, and getting them the right cash buyer or buy and hold investor, whatever the case may be. Right. It's a lot of times situational. Um, it's just finding the right process and making sure what works and what doesn't and finding honestly the most optimal way to go through it. So do we beta test some things still? Absolutely. Is it perfect? No, not by any means. Um, <laughs> but I understand, right? I understand that they, at least the conversations and I understand the flow of how the transaction goes. So right. having that knowledge does help immensely. Um, the biggest thing is having a partner as well in that business. Um, because again, I can't, I can't wear every hat. And that's something a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is thinking they got to do this and they got to do that. And now I got to call this person when you could easily delegate or hire that position out. And so in that business, I find giving up a portion of the equity in that within that company, because I can't give all eight, 10, 12 hours a day to that. I will spend, I spend time building it, but it needs to be at night. Right. So, um, for anybody who's a new investor, don't build your business. Like don't do these documentations and think that oh, I got Joseph said, I need to build my business at in the day. No, you need to be working in or on your business during the day, meaning marketing, getting leads, selling your deals, making money, right? Facts. Um, the building portion of it happens at night. The last business, which um, I will say is the nearest to my heart is my favorite. Um, but it can go so many ways and it's right there on the, on the, pop up right there is the legacy makers lgcymkrs and so right. that that brand is built on the word legacy and mm-hmm. what that means to me what it means to a lot of people a lot of people don't think about is that everyone has a legacy you have a legacy yep. um, your audience have legacies whether they're an entrepreneur whether they're they have a day job whether they're in the military whether they're retired whatever it is there's a legacy there to be left right. now the choice though in the thought process behind it is what are you going to do with that legacy are you going to change what was passed down to you and make it better mm. are you going to let it be stagnant and be the same thing because mm. when i look at my life as thankful as i am for my parents and regardless of what everything happened as a child i don't i will never let that of what happened to me happen right. to my daughter Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. so it's up to me to change that trajectory. So that's the that's almost like the morale and the mantra behind the legacy makers. And so with that, I have so many crazy ideas with giving back to the community, whether it's both locally, mm-hmm. nationally, and the, the vision is to go globally and start doing international aid um, in all sorts of ways, whether it's building building buildings, giving back water, whether food, food um, for the community is something I'm really heavy about right now. It's mm-hmm. just, it's been, it's been a journey, but I, 
it's it's finding it's finding the niche and not trying to be. I need to I need to tr- slow back my ambitious ambition so, a little bit. <laughs> no, nah, man, don't hold back the ambition. I, I love it. I love it. I like. I think that's good. Why why though is Legacy Makers your favorite? Because you didn't really get into that. Like you said, it's your favorite, and yeah. I know you're super passionate about it. But why are you so passionate about Legacy Makers? I think because I naturally, <clears throat> I'm a human being that's built on wanting to help others. Okay. I love helping people. And so that platform, that brand gives me the ability to do that at a high level and to all sorts of people, not just distressed homeowners, not right. just cash buyers. Right. Um, I can now touch and impact people all over the country. And it's amazing to do that. And that's what's my favorite. It, it gives me a true sense of purpose. And that's what a lot of people have a lot, like take a long time finding is out. what is my purpose? That's interesting. Right? I, so, I, actually, I actually had somebody ask me a question. I want to say yesterday. And they said, if you had $400 million right now, would you still be doing what you're doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I like, I, I thought it was like, man, that's a good question. But the way you sound, man, it sounds like you, you figured that out already for yourself. It's it's a process, right? And when I say like my ambition, it's because it can bounce between I'm going to create merchandise so that way I can, you know, sell T-shirts or hoodies or whatever it is. And I can take right. portions of that profit, right. put it towards new projects. I can put it towards um, growing the brand, building more awareness, all these things. And then it's jumping into new avenues of, of business, the business realm. And I mean, how far do I want to take this thing? How big do I want it to get? Because I know mm-hmm. I can take it. I know I can take it far and I know I can take it far with the community. Um, it's just timing. It's making sure that I execute timely into right. where I don't take on too much right. too quick. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to fizzle out, which happens to people. Let me ask you, do you find yourself? Cause it, this is, I think something you and I, we've talked about before, but we kind of have in common is the continued ambition. We're always going to push forward to something else, whatever it might be. We're going to push forward to something else. Do you find yourself loading up your plate too fast and too quick all the time? Sometimes, yeah. There's you, there's times where – go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Times where? Uh, there's times where I do. I think your question was going to be how do I how do I handle that? At, well, I wasn't going to say some. even how you handle it. My question was going to be how do you keep from doing – like that's one thing that I'm struggling with. I'm discovering that I'm struggling with right now is every time I feel like I've gotten something off the plate – here I go. I'm going to go grab something else and pull it in. And it's it's become, at this point, it's almost like a habit. So I'm realizing it now, and I'm like, okay, I've got to start pulling back. I wanted to see how you're keeping yourself from doing that, and how do you pull that pull that back on yourself? It's using my strengths um, as in creating relationships. I'm really right. good at creating relationships. Yeah. Um, and how can I how and I and I approach in this sense of how can I help this person mm-hmm. where they can also help me? Mm. But the key in that is me helping first. Right. I don't like asking for things. Um, that's just not who I am. I don't enjoy doing that. Right. I like giving value first before taking value. And so um, that's helped me a lot is realizing I can't do everything and I'm not the best at everything. So the perfect example was I knew that the Legacy Makers website needed some some refreshing and needed to be right. updated. Right. I could do it. I probably won't do it that great though. <laughs> right. Right. Um, 
And, and, and then timing. And so I, I look for a developer and I say, you know, hey, this is what I'm looking to accomplish. This is an example of something I want it to look like. Can you do it? Right. Um, and obviously, in this case, it was a developer. So the value for this was monetary for them. And for me, it's, you know, obviously a refreshed website. Um, and so uh, writing down the things that I'm good at and then prioritization is the like huge. What, mm-hmm. what do I need to get done today is helpful. What do I need to get done in a week, in a month? And then obviously, um, are, do they correspond with my goals? Do they correspond with my vision? And which one of these is the highest producing activity that I can do? And which mm-hmm. one of these or how many of these can I delegate? Mm-hmm. If you can delegate them, that's like game changing. Because if you can find somebody to do it, and something one of my mentors said is if somebody can do something 80% better than you, right. delegate it. Mm. And so took that and I applied it to like everything. And they he went as far as like, dude, delegate your <laughs> delegate your yard work, delegate your laundry, delegate <laughs> this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it makes sense. Like it, it does. I get it. Cause because your time is is so valuable, right? It's right. I have this sweatshirt, funny enough. I got it from Walmart. Okay, and it says most motivational hoodie I've ever gotten says time is a currency you can only spend once. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Hold on, right? Time is a currency from Walmart, bro. Wait a second. Wait, hold on. Wait a second. Walmart. Walmart has this. Not Target. We go. We talk about Walmart right now. We talk about Walmart. I was like, I walked by. I was there for like. Like army stuff, dude. Just some like cheap socks. I was right. like, I just need some quick. <laughs> I, look over, I look over and I'm like, okay, Walmart, you Wait stepping a up. Second. Like, right? Yeah, I didn't know Walmart was known for uh, prolific quote hoodies. Like, what's what's going on? Right. All right. I guess I guess it's not not all Bud Light hoodies for no reason. All right. Cool. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> with with that said, let you said earlier, you have a lot of good people around you. And it's kind of a, a, we kind of come full circle here a little bit, but you got a lot of good people around you. How did you do that? How did that happen? Was that by accident or did you actually go out and sat down and built that out? Uh, some of it was by accident. I think some of it was God's timing. Right. right for sure. Right. The right, just the right timing. Um, some of it is intentional. You start to realize the people in your life who are toxic. You start to realize the people in your life who don't, don't push you in life. Right. They don't have similar ambitions. They don't have a vision. They are just basically on cruise control right. in life. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just it doesn't doesn't it doesn't play with me. And it doesn't mesh with me in the sense of um we're not we're not the same. We're right. not going to go to the same place. Right. And that's okay. A lot of people feel like, "Oh, if I cut somebody off and we they've been in my life forever that it's over and it's, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. And something that my pastor said to me, um, into the congregation, which I, I keep talking about, I've been talking about for months now is you have your circle of concern mm-hmm. and you have your circle of influence mm-hmm. and you can care for everybody. And like I said earlier, I care about everybody. That's just, that's just me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so with that, I have realized to identify who influences me, who influences my decisions, both personally and in business. And anybody who's not in that circle or in that realm is just in my circle of concern. And that's okay. So 
the negative people, the people who try to put you down, the people who tell you you can't do it or that's crazy and stuff like that. There's always going to be people like that. Right now, whether you take it and, and let that stem in your brain, I mean, that's that's honestly a personal thing. That's something that you would have to fight. Just something you have to combat. But <clears throat> other than that, I mean, it's it's OK. You have to understand it's OK to not have everybody in your ear talking to you. Did any of those did any of that when you had to kind of let somebody go, did it at all for anybody hurt just kind of internally? Did it really bother you? And then how did you how did you address that? The fact that you were bothered by that because it would be for an important person, most likely. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the one that comes to mind is one of my oldest. He was one of my oldest best friends. OK. And we literally have the same name. And so when we when we when I went home to visit. And I, when we got dinner, I realized how f- far apart we are. Mm. I'm married. I've got a kid. I'm running businesses. I'm, I'm doing this. And I'm still in the military. Um, and he was still working a job, which is fine. Again, it's fine. People can work a job. Um, he's living at home with his parents still. And just two very different lifestyles. And so it basically it, it ended it off with, um, I love you, bro. I'm proud of what you're doing. Right. I'm always going to be here, whatever you need. Um, however, I mean, I just hate to say it, our conversations and, and what we're doing right now, man, like we're talking about the past. I don't live in the past anymore. I don't live there. I live right. here. I live right. my fa- right. I live in my family. I have a vision goals and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, he had his, his feelings too about it and, and, but it's okay. Right. It's okay. And I still, we still check up on each other. How's it going, bro? Good. That's awesome, man. Do you need anything? And I'm always that guy. Do you need anything? Right. Um, but I think it, it it hurt for a little bit because it's like, man, you were my boy. Like, you're my, my oldest friend. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay because, again, I, I look at it now in my life from the right people, right? I got I got guys like you, right? Appreciate I got my it. wife. Um, yeah, of course, bro. I've got, I've got amazing people around me and learning how to find the right people in your life, right? Energy is huge. I pick up on energy a lot better now than I used to. And, uh and so that right energy, when you feel it, you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a thing. That's dope. Okay. That's interesting. So you talked earlier as well. And this is matter of fact, this was off the record, but you, we were talking about the ruck march thing. Tell the people about the ruck march thing. Cause I want to make sure we get that out in the public, <laughs> maybe not on the public, but they get to hear about it. Maybe get be inspired. So go for it. So the Ruck March is going to be the sponsored by Legacy Makers. Um, and what I'm doing is right now I'm training physically and mentally because you know how a Ruck March is. It's, it it's, a, it's <laughs> mental. It's so <laughs> mental. So I'm Ruck Marching from Tucson, Arizona to Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh. And it's, a, yeah, 124 miles. And um, I'm doing it to, re- to bring awareness to the homeless veteran community. Um, and what the vision of it is, um, the sponsorship money and money that comes in through this, through this event, um, the vision is to, and I, I mean, like I was telling you, I told, I told you off the record that I'm only going to let your audience know first. And I see all who watch this, don't tell everybody. Exclusive. Um, the vision, <laughs> exclusive. I got to get a sound vision. <laughs> exclusive. Right. right? The vision. <laughs> The vision is to is to buy a plot of land. 
to buy a plot of land and either get tiny homes or conics boxes and fabricate them into tiny homes and open a rehabilitation center for homeless veterans. And it's going to be named Fort Legacy. And so I want to pull together other sponsors. I want to pull together other big organizations who are going to obviously help me because this is huge. This is something I've never done. And so I'm reaching out to the Wounded Warrior Project. I'm reaching out to um, a numerous amount of, of you know, possible sponsors. There's my wife right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it's exciting and it's fun. And, and I think this is something, this is the first step for the legacy makers to give back to a huge community. And so the vision is to start it off in Tucson and grow it to become nationwide to right. where homeless veterans all over the country have somewhere to go and they know that they're going to get the help they need and they're going to get the resources they need. Cause a lot of veterans, and I know, I know this, you know, this, most veterans know this. Um, I hate to say it. The VA is, is sometimes sucks a lot and the veterans yeah. don't get what they need. And then they don't even know about the resources that are available. That's a fact. Yeah. That's absolutely so a fact. I think with enough podcasting and enough enough branding and enough awareness, and thank God for social media, right? You can now right. generate thousands of views using social media. Bro. And so if I can get enough people to spread the message, mm-hmm. Man, that's the gonna, masses will do. That's, that's going to yeah. be all. First of all, uh, 124 miles, you say, right? Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, you better do a lot of squats. That's going to be... <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of walking, bro. That's a yeah. lot of walking. How, what 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 weight are you going with? You going sixty pound on your rock or twenty? I'm doing fifty. Fifty. Yeah, fifty. Okay, pounds. so ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening, right? We in the military will do what we call a ruck march, and normally it's like 15, 20 miles, thirty miles, stuff like that. Special forces do it, infantry do it, just about all military forces do it in some form or fashion. A hundred. And some odd miles, a lot of miles to walk, number one. Number two, normally the weight can vary. Normally you won't see a lot of people go over 60. I've seen 70. I've seen 80. Some hard chargers like David Goggins go 100, 200. But for just somebody who's doing it and hasn't done it in a while, like Joseph, I love you. I know you ain't done no ruck march recently. That's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's going to be a heck of a amount of weight and, and a huge task for you to take on. So, bro, that I, I have to commend you in just the thought process of doing it. That is dope. The question, though, is how long is it going to take you? Is this like a you got a tent? You gonna have a tent in there as well? And maybe like some so, <laughs> water bottles or something like that? Basically, uh, so I've, just, I've been training the last few weeks. Um, okay. I've been training the last few weeks. So last week or two weeks ago, I did 15 miles. Um, every week prior to that, it's been about five to two miles extra. Okay. Um, and so... It's it's fun to get back into it and see like how my body is responding to it because it, yeah you're right it's it was years and then I was like you know what I'm gonna do this crazy idea this vision let's do it um, the plan is to the first forty miles because I'm gonna split it up into about three days the first okay. forty miles I will barely be at the edge of Tucson so the plan is to go that far get a ride home mm-hmm. um, shower eat you know. Uh, you know, rest my feet, all that fun stuff. And then the next day get dropped back off at that point and then mm-hmm. just walk the rest of the route. And so at that point I'll be about 80 miles in. So more than likely wherever I am, not camp, if there's a hotel, you know, get a hotel. Right. So I can clean shower and all that stuff and then finish off the next day strong. Right. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Ooh, buddy. Ooh. 
whoa. All right, cool. I'm with it. I'm with it. I like it. I'm going to support you 120, man. Let me know how I can support and who I can help get you uh, in contact with. Matter of fact, I might be able to help with the homeless veterans thing. I got some people who I can connect you with that might be able to assist you. So, um, absolutely. Let me write that down. Homeless vets. Joseph. Okay. Um, I'm going to remind myself for later. So that's fantastic, bro. All right. So we're going to close this out right now uh, with a couple questions at the end, and then we're going to go into the FAQ. And for those of you tuning in, our format has changed a little bit. What happens now is we'll do an interview with our guests, of course. We'll go through it. We'll hit our traditional two questions at the very end. Then we'll go into a FAQ, but the FAQ will air and be posted mainly on YouTube as one video. And then it'll also be separate when it comes to the podcast itself. So you'll have in this particular instance, it'll be, let's say, uh, Joseph episode is 45.0. The FAQ will be 45.2 in a solo conversation between you and I to hear what my thoughts were on what Joseph's talking about and how you can apply it. That'll be uh, 40.1. Okay, so with that said, and that kind of cleared up, two questions we asked at the M- every episode, Joseph, is one, give the listeners right now a troop to task, something they can do right now to get on the right path on where you're at. To get on the right path. It's super cliche sounding, and okay. I got it from Will Smith. Um, fail early, fail often, fail forward. It's one of my favorite quotes. Mm. And I think if you get the failures done early, you do it often enough, but always, always the most important of those three is fail forward. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to fall, right. I, I went to do, I went to do a ruck a week ago, twisted my ankle. Could have gave up, could have gave in, finished out another four miles. Then I made it home. So it sucked. Uh, and it did not feel good, but I fell forward. <laughs> you always fail forward. So, um, that's, that's something I think anybody can apply to anything, no matter what it is, whether it's a weight loss journey, whether it's a business adventure, whether it's in a, a new job, um, do something crazy, do something out of ordinary, get uncomfortable and execute on whatever it is that you say you're going to do. I like it. I like it. Thug life. Thug life. Matter of fact, ruck life. I love it. Keep it, yeah. <laughs> keep that going, bro. Keep that going. Okay, so the next question we ask after every episode, and this one's a little bit tougher than the other one, and I never prepare anybody for it. What question do you wish you were asked more often, and what's the answer to that question? Oh, mm. what question do I wish I was asked more often? Yep. Hmm. No pressure. Mm. No pressure. I know. I, there's so many coming to my head. One of them's a swear. <laughs> one of them has a swear word. Another one's like, "Hey, listen, listen. This is Freak Nation. We fight for the freedom to use whatever words you want to use. Go for it." Um, got you. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm. but in that tonality, right? In that right. tonality, and the answer would be, um, the answer to that would be, "You're right. Let me get back." Mm. Now, why? Why does that right. question stand out so much to you? Why is that the question that popped in mind? You think that was most influential? Because I know myself really well and I know myself in the past. There's times where if I get inconsistent and mm-hmm. I catch a habit of inconsistency, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I say in my head. Literally, it's the first thing. The fuck mm-hmm. are you doing? Right. 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 And then it's like, you're right. I got to get back to it. Or even my wife, my wife, when she sees it, she'll right. like, she'll call me out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, she should. She's like, what are you yes, doing? She, yeah. Yes, she should. And, yes, and I, that's what a good wife does. I'm blessed that. Yeah. That's right. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> even with every, anything in life, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, right. you're right. I got to get back uh, to it. That's fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to end here and we're going to go into the FAQ. So if you're watching, hang on or go to the next episode on YouTube. I don't know how that works on YouTube. I haven't figured that part out. But go to the next one. You can tell we just do this raw. Joseph, like, I don't even... <laughs> I'm not even... It's not even scripted. I'm just going with whatever comes to mind. So we're going to do this. We're going to split it up. It. And we're going to hit our ending, hit our outro right now. And then for those of you who are on YouTube and even those of you that are listening on the next episode, you'll be able to hear the frequently asked questions we go through with Joseph. So let's hit this outro. Joseph, thank you so much for being on, bro. Please let them know where they can get a hold of you, where they can find you, where they can support you. And I need you to give like all the business stuff. If you got affiliate, matter of fact, we not even we're gonna get affiliate links. We'll talk about that later. We're gonna get some <laughs> affiliate links. We're gonna put those in the show notes. We're gonna put them on the YouTube. We're plastering those bad boys everywhere. But for now, I want you to give all, all the information you can on what you're doing and how they can support you. Yeah, uh, if you guys ever want to get in touch with me, it's easy to find me. Whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, it's literally my name, Joseph Frangos. A lot of people confuse the spelling: F R A N. G-O-S. Uh, send me a DM, reach out to me, comment on a video, whatever it is, just hit me up or go hit up and please, please go hit us on Instagram or Facebook, L-G-C-Y-M-K-R-S and, uh, and just communicate, you know what I mean? Communicate, share the vision, share the brand and, uh, and help me grow this bad boy. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Joseph, thanks again for coming on, brother. Uh, I could not ask for a better person you, to man. get on here, man. This has been dope. <laughs> Um, so ladies and gentlemen, for those of you still watching, still tuned in, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share this with somebody who you know is looking into the wholesaling world, would like know to know more about what they can do if they're in the military and getting into the wholesaling and maybe they can learn some lessons or even reach out to Joseph and get some lessons on what he has learned and how they can help them or how he can help them and they can help them as him as well. So, all right, guys, we're out of here. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to The Oliver Perry Show. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, be sure to follow Oliver at The Oliver Perry on Instagram, Oliver Perry on LinkedIn, and The Oliver Perry Show on YouTube. Until next time, take care.